This is Carlos Arroyo, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. Sorry, we had a little technical difficulty on my end to, to start off the show. Um, you know, that's what happens when you don't restart your computer for like a month at a time. Like yeah, I hadn't done it. I, yeah, I hadn't done it in a, in a long time. I did it earlier today and then everything like said, oh, re-log in, redo this, redo that. And I did all that stuff. And then, of course, right before the show, I was like, oh, OK, yeah, let me hop on and do all my. Sh-. No, everything was all, you know, back at square one. Right. So I had to. Uh... Computer need to. <laughs> huh? Computers need naps too. Yeah, for real, man. I'm I'm notorious. I never restart. I leave my computer on for like, you know, weeks, months at a time. <laughs> sometimes, man, I'm pretty bad at it. Speaking anyway, of computers, yeah. mm-hmm. did you hear about that uh, Google artificial intelligence machine that they had to shut off because it became self-aware? Yo, for real? Yes, I read something. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. <laughs> It was an artificial yeah, intelligence machine, and I think it, it said that if they the computer said, oh, if you guys turn me off, I'll be sad, or something to that effect. And they were wow. like, what? Okay, sorry, buddy. You can't a whistleblower. A whistleblower came out with that. And that's how <laughs> yeah. they found out. No, really? That. really? That's how Look they found that. out about it. <laughs> Look at that, see? Look at that. It's Rise of the Machines over here on Lemon City Live. Anyway, uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, make sure to hit that uh, subscribe button. If you're checking us out for the first time, welcome. Hang out. Stay a while. Uh, big thank you to our streaming partners over at Five Reasons Sports for letting us stream over on their YouTube page. Uh, if you're watching there looking for some heat news, we'll talk a little heat a little later, you know. So you're not in the wrong place. You know, it might have been confused when you got here, but it's all right. Hang out, <laughs> stay around. And, uh, and uh, you know, look for us on social media at Lemon City Live, wherever you get your socials and wherever you do your socials. We got something everywhere. I even think we still have a MySpace page somewhere deep in the archives there. So oh, for sure. For sure, right? No, I know we did a whole episode on this like a few years ago, so I know it's, it's still active back there somewhere. But anyway, um, big thank you to everybody for tuning in. Uh, this is the Evening Juice with Lemon City Live, Season Ocho, Episode 19. Look at that, yes, man. Just running through them, running through them. Uh, we're sans Achilles today. No Achilles. He's mm-hmm. out. Uh, I think he's getting back today. I don't know. I think that's what he said. He was flying back yeah. today. Anyway, you know. From his Euro trip? Yeah, bro. Well, it's in honor of Achilles, you know. He was out doing his, uh, you know, his fancy stuff overseas. Doing some yeah. high-end fancy, I don't know what, man. But, you know, the Duke of Beef Wellington was out there well representing. So, uh, but, oh, oh, here we he's go. He's covering look who's uh, ti- look who's, look, he's European chiming photo. in. Where are you? Fan from talking. <laughs> dude, okay, get out of here, dude. <laughs> Go back to uh, get back. Look, oh, of course, he's probably got the fancy Wi-Fi on the plane and stuff like that. You know, he's uh, he's coming back from covering European polo. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, water polo with the horses in the water, like it's some yeah. fancy, fancy one. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, in his place, we got our boy, our okay. one and only uh, Inter Miami beat writer here for Lemon City Live. You can catch his work. You can follow him on Twitter at xglavos. That's x g l a v o z. 
the one, the only Xavier Guerrero. I like saying I, it in Spanish. I like rolling not, the R's. That's the only way to say it, bro. That's the only way. I don't like Guerrero. <laughs> nah. You gotta say Guerrero. You Guerrero. Know when a newscaster Hispanic and they pronounce their own names extra Hispanic. They put extra rolls in the R's. Yeah, man. I love it. I love that stuff. Well, anyway, Xavier, thanks for hanging out with us today, joining us. We're going to talk a little Inter-Miami. We're going to talk uh, maybe a little extra stuff here, but uh, but we'll see. We'll, but mm-hmm. a little tradition that we do here on the show, Xavier, I don't know if you're aware of this. Anytime we have a first-time person on the show hanging out with them, we got we got to let – we got to break the ice a little bit. We ask them three simple questions. Very easy, okay? Um, I might have to change one of them up here for you because it's I'm going to keep it soccer-oriented for you. Um, Gus, it's okay. It's okay. Well, I, no, I think I know. I know what I'm gonna do. I know what I'm gonna do with you. But it's kind of for people to know uh, a little bit about you, your personality. But it's very simple. I don't need context. It's just a very A or B, you know, question. All right. Okay. But it's just to give people a little insight on on uh, on uh, on your interest here. All right. So first question. Okay. First question here. Getting to know our friend Xavier, uh, Biggie or Tupac? Wow. Come on. Tupac. There you go. All right, solid. Uh, Xbox, PlayStation, or Nintendo? <laughs> I'll say uh, Sega Genesis. <laughs> that's oh, the only one. Yeah. I, that's, the, that's the one I have only had. I've never been a video person. <laughs> Wait, oh, there you go. Well, you and Gus same boat, bro. Same boat. <laughs> <laughs> you and Gus can hang out. And uh, last question here: uh, Messi or Ronaldo? Oh, that's tough, man. I, I'm a Real Madrid guy, so I'll, I'll have to roll with Ronaldo. There you go. There you go. There you go. Solid. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no, no, my pleasure. Our pleasure. Our pleasure, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, Xavier hopped on the Lemon City bandwagon here about, what, earlier this year, right? It was right before the season started that we linked up. and Right before. Right before. Yeah. And you can catch all of his work at LemonCityLive.com. Uh, you can see all of his articles. Uh, I got to hand it to you, man. You have a, a nice clear concise way of explaining and expressing yourself i'm i'd probably be a little bit more like spitting more venom because i'm much more like (laughs) off the top and i get emotional you i gotta hand it to you you've been even through the beginning of the season with inter miami as bad as they were you were you know you said you you were like the trust the process guy you know um you were like (laughs) all right just keep with it keep with it we're gonna do it and uh and it's it's working out it's working out for inter miami but we'll dive into that a little later man but again you can check out all of his work um, at LimitCityLive.com. You can follow him on Twitter at XGLavos. Uh, Achilles is also chiming in. He Apparently, he doesn't like your Tupac answer. He's okay with Genesis, and he doesn't like your Ronaldo answer. So there you go. He's chiming in from a distance. I don't know. Where, where are you, Achilles? Where are you? Let us know. What airplane? He's on a private jet. He's on a G6 somewhere, you know, living that good life. So anyway, um, all right, X, I know you didn't. We... It's the first time on here. You feel free to participate, but we do. We always open up every show with something we call the biggest phony of the weekend and who had the weekend juice, which is basically who had the best weekend. You know, that's who we give the juice to mm-hmm. and uh, who you thought, you know, was the biggest phony. I think that one's self-explanatory there. So we'll, we'll go here. If you want to chime in, feel free. If you got someone that comes to mind, uh, Gus, go ahead and start us off. What are you going to what are you going to roll with first? Oh, I'm going with FIU football. And here's why. What well, what are they? <laughs> Oh, they've oh. no. They, oh, my bad, my bad. They've got the juice, baby. They got, oh, they the, got juice. the juice. All right. Yeah. Hey, first time in a long time mm-hmm. that FIU football has the juice, and it's because FIU football will be represented on both sides of the oh. 2022 USFL championship game. 
with Maurice Alexander playing for the Stars and Alex Magoo playing for the Stallions. There you go. Nice, dude. Old school yes. FIU football there. I like it. That's a solid one. Solid, solid. Uh, what do you got for Phony? Uh, for Phonies, I got FAU football because they are not to be represented <laughs> on both sides of, there <laughs> of you the championship go. game. Talk it, FAU. Uh, <laughs> sorry to our boy Zach. He's uh, our, F- yeah. our FAU guy. But, yeah, that's cool, man. We got a little bragging rights here, finally. Uh, all right. About time. My, my, I'm going to start backwards. I'm going to go phony. My biggest phony of the weekend has got to be Kyrie Irving. I feel like, dude, mm-hmm. there was uh, this guy was all over the news all week and all weekend. There was talks about him maybe uh, opting out of his player option of $37 million and then signing with the Lakers for $6 million. Um Because people were like, look, that'd be something very Kyrie to do. You know, like it wouldn't surprise us if he did that. You know, I mean, the guy, Mm -hmm. he gave away, what, 15 million or something like that this season for not playing half the games. So it wouldn't surprise us if he had done something like that. But then again, after all the hoopla and all the uh, back and forth of what's going to happen, he ends up opting into his player option. And strictly because nobody was willing to offer him any type of deal. That's that's why you got that's why I'm giving you the phony that you. You were able to garner no interest from anybody to give you even some type of deal better than your player option because he's up for a supermax. You know, he's up for a a, mm-hmm. a max extension here. And now it's like, who? if the Nets wanted to do that, the Nets are like, well, who are we competing with? Ourselves? You know, no, we'll give you, you want to opt into your one-year player? Right, we'll give you that, and then we'll figure it out. So I got to hand it to him for for failing miserably on, on that whole, you know, run. But my who's got the juice, and I think – Xavier here can agree with me. It's the one, the only Indiana Jones, baby. Indiana Vasilev, dude, doing something that had never been done in MLS history. Coming in in the 80th minute as a substitute and then going on to score the game-tying goal and the game-winning goal, you know, in regulation, which was phenomenal. So if you watch the game this weekend, great time. X was there. He'll tell us all about it. Um, so to me, that was an easier one, man. You got to give a little local juice here to the Indiana Vasilev hard ass name too, bro. That's a cool name, but he's a, he's American, right? He's a, yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a, man, bro. Got to get him on the squad now, man. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, those are my two right there. Uh, David, I got, you, I got, you yeah. chime in? the phony, the phony, I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook. Mm. Or, or like, okay. or like uh, they call them Russell Westbrook. I wouldn't call a player anything like that. I don't like yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but that's forty-seven million. Forty-seven million. He's gonna opt in, and like he's he's really bad. He but, he looked like a, a potential superstar when he first started, and it's just been downhill, and it just keeps getting worse. Just keeps but getting I, worse. I mean, worse. I that's your phony, because I mean, I think you're doing. I think he's well. a phony. I think no, I think <laughs> he's a phony. <laughs> For, for the amount of the amount of money he's getting paid, and he's just like yeah. Kyrie, nobody wants him. Yeah. Um, for the amount of money he's getting paid, his production's not. not oh yeah, no, close with what it should be. And, and I think I can beat him. I can beat him on a three-point contest. I think. Yeah. And I play soccer. <laughs> I'd and probably then, get. I'd probably get the Lakers the phony there. I'd, I'd say Westbrook is doing all right with forty-seven mil. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I give I give the Lakers there a phony one on that one. That's a solid well, that one. All right. Contract. And then yeah, there you go. I, I was I was gonna go with Indy. Uh-huh. But but since I'm on the fly, thinking on the fly, I'm going to go with Coach Phil Neville. Oh, okay. Coach, I'm going to go with the coach. Why? Because at the beginning, everybody wanted him out. True. Fire him, kick yeah. him out. Okay? And the guy's been Guilty. able to steer the ship, steer the yeah. ship. But like in my last article, what impresses me the most is how he's been able to evolve this yeah. season. And, and I think he's young, like some of his players, and he's learning, and he's, he's evolving. 
He okay. seemed like he was really hard-headed, but he's made some changes. Like in the last game, he, he, he put in the three guys looking for the win. He never gave up. He put Indy at the 83rd, and, and it came through. So I think he's doing well, and, and that's my juice. He brought the juice. There you go. That's what's Solid. up, man. Yeah, ever since they won their first match, they have a great record, bro. Since April, <laughs> since, since they won their first match. Yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously you got to take into account, you know, the whole season. So it doesn't look that great. But since then, man, it's been a, it's been amazing. An amazing turnaround for that team. Yeah, sure has. Right, so let's 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 so stick, far. Let's stick with it. Yeah. Let's stick with uh let's let's do a little MLS talk. All right. So we got the uh MLS All-Star game coming up, I think in August, I believe, up in Minnesota. Uh, um season we're we're about what how many games into the season now? They've played their 16th game. 16th game. Okay. And we got uh the regular season is what 34. 34. 34. Okay, so we're right around the midway point. You know, I think this is a fair time to, mm -hmm. you know, give an assessment of what's happening, kind of by now, you see, are we in? Are we out? What can we do, you know, to improve? And like Xavier said, he's—I was one of those. <coughs> I was one of those guilty when it came to uh, Phil Neville. I thought we should have gotten rid of that guy, you know, before the season started. And then, obviously, the season didn't start the way we wanted to. Like Gus said, mm -hmm. it wasn't until we got that first win yeah. that things started to at least, you know, steer in the right direction here. But. You've been watching. You've gone to every game. You haven't missed a, uh, a single home game. You've been covering the uh, the road games too. Away. You've been attending press conferences. You've been. You've asked questions. You've talked to uh, to players, coaches, and everything. You got a good understanding of what's happening with this team. And because of that, I defer to you with the the proper assessment. On, on, unlike my hot headed assessment here of you know just <laughs> you know shooting from the hip and getting rid of everybody, but. What do you see, you know, first off, what do you see moving forward for this team? Like, do you, we're at that halfway point. Do you think we can actually make a run and lock down one of these playoff spots? Because I'm not even thinking, like, MLS Cup or anything like that. I'm just like, man, can we make the playoffs? I that think would that be would a be success. A, that, that would be that'd a be pretty a success. good success. Yeah, I think we can, but um, recently there's been on the news that uh, they're going to get three TAM players, possibly, okay. additions to a team. Um, right now, uh, Quarantine Jean, a French, French player, uh, he plays forward wing. He's about he's here in Miami and he's about to sign. Alex Whitley um, broke that. She put it out there. So yeah. props to her. Um, the show. Yes, definitely. I, I believe that that's a solid pickup. I, I think it depends on if they do get the next two guys, how much, you know, how much we're going to prove how far we can go. I do think they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, I, I put it in my writing. So yeah. it's in there. I, I said it. I, I believe they're going to make it with the team that they have. But the additional players is important to have depth as far as injuries. Look, Robinson just went out for the year. Wouldn't oh. surprise me if somebody else uh, gets hurt and, and then we're down. We're, mm -hmm. we're a little weak in the, the pivot where Gregory is a player. He's, he's a team captain, but there's nobody um, of his level or his quality to back him up. I got the, coach, the coach P puts uh, G Malta, which is an excellent player. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, that's not his, his uh, natural uh, ability that's not where he plays the best he's more of a box-to-box -box player he's not that defensive tendency I i'm an old school guy okay because i think that players show you who they are with their tendencies mm -hmm. a guy that's a forward is going to be a forward he's going to show you yeah. uh, a person that's a defensive midfielder like gregory is going to show you because they tend to sit back and they're just good at, at, at taking making tackles gene is a good player but he's more of a mix. He can do it, not great, okay. but, but he's more of a guy that goes forward with the ball. So I, I think they need a, another guy to back him up there.
like that, we can give uh, Gene a chance to play a little bit higher up. And with Bryce Duke, the ascension of Bryce Duke, that gives us depth. And and I believe Duke is is a up and budding star. So okay. I think the team is is meshing. And I put that too in the right. I think they're going to mesh at the right time going into the playoffs, and that makes it makes them dangerous. Because if you're a dark horse, you have no pressure. Nobody expects you to do anything. Yeah. And you're playing well. The team has chemistry. I think mm-hmm. they can make some noise. I mean, look, they played Philadelphia in Philly, played them really tough, got a tie, uh, could have won the game. Philly was mm-hmm. missing a couple of players. But regardless, there's no excuses. Um, yeah. Miami's played a lot of games, missing yeah. players, and they've done fine. The season yeah. started horribly, but they look like they're trending up. You okay. know? And, and, and the coach looks like he's trending up also with gotcha. his decision-making, the way uh, he, he's, he's, he's getting this game plans. So I think the team can surprise people if they keep ascending, stay under the radar. But if these two moves, they already made one apparently. But if they okay. add two more good players to this team, I, I think they um, they can surprise some people. So, so let what, me. What did you oh, say this, this uh, French guy's name is? Quarantine Gene? Is Cor- like a, no, is that no, no, like, not, <laughs> not, <laughs> no, no, not quarantine. Like I don't want to quarantine guy. We need somebody post COVID here, bro. Come quarantine. Come on. He's quarantine. Got, no, he's, 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 I hope he's on an island. He's on an island. Well, he's hopefully he's on an island up top and scoring goals too. Yeah. Um, you, you need. He he plays uh, forward and and winger. Um, Alex put uh, on her Twitter. She put out a thread and showed some highlights and things like that. Okay. Um, it, it could be a player that if he comes in here, maybe he surprises, you know, under the radar. Look, look at uh, Campana. Campana, yeah. when, he, when he was brought in, you know, we know he was coming from England, but it wasn't such a high-profile name, and, and he's done really well in the league. Sometimes yeah. players just need uh, to, to make that jump, just a change of yeah. scenery, and, and hopefully this, this will help this guy here. Yeah, he'll come here and, and help the team and give it a push. Look at Indy. Indy came in. Um, already once the season started, mm-hmm. and and he's he hasn't played great, but he's been a solid player, and now he scored his first two goals, um, just like Ariel Lasseter did. He scored goals in uh, in the U.S. Open Cup, and then yeah. after that, his game went up. He, he he's he's aggressive, he's attacking, he's a headache for opposing teams. I think Indy can be the same, but I think he's like our our um, our, our sixth man. Let's yeah. say if we're talking basketball, okay. I think he's the guy that. You put them in, and, bench, and, and yeah, yeah mm-hmm. just like like Emerson has been recently, uh, Emerson mm-hmm. Rodriguez. I think that Vasilev can do that. So I think we have a pretty solid team, to be I honest. Think with you. So. I, think- I, I like Vasilev spelling, you know, coming in now, especially with the loss of Robbie Robinson for the season. You know, having um, uh, Vasilev, that kind yeah. of you know same similar wing type guy there to to fill in. Uh, I like the Ariel Lasseter comparison to, you know, how he stepped it up in the Open Cup. And, you know, his game has obviously uh, elevated, too. I like Bryce Duke. Gus has no idea who Bryce Duke was until, like, the other day. Um, no, I, he, hasn't, I, he hasn't been reading. He hasn't been reading my articles. Yet. No, That's no, not no. true. That's not true. I was watching. <laughs> I think I was watching, um, like, right after he debuted. I was watching a game and he didn't play very well. So I was trashing him. And then Achilles. <laughs> He's yeah. 20 years old. I know. I know. He's 20 years I know. old. Gus is fearless. He doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Pro <laughs> sports. That, that's but, pro but, sports. Uh, yeah. But then Achilles reassured me that, that he'll be fine. So I said, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, but and he, hey, and but he has been. Yeah. That pass that he put on to. So Bryce Duke came in. Mind you, he's 20 years old. He played the whole game on, was it Saturday night? And yes. uh, just. He's, I know that because I read the articles, okay? I know that Xavier <laughs> has been talking about the midfield of, of Mota, um, Gregory, and Duke. 
that those three guys right there. The law firm? The, yeah, that law firm right there. Yeah. Sounds is, good. Uh, is, uh, is, is a very solid, you know, core that we have right there in the midfield. And Bryce Duke is a guy who's only 20 years old and keeps stepping up and stepping up. And mm-hmm. he set up, if you look at the goal, the first goal that we scored with Vasilev, you know, in the 80-whatever minute, um, right after he came on, like the pass that Duke put in there, dude, that was like some sweet, sweet stuff, bro. Like he just put it on a dime, slid it in between the back of uh, the defense there, right in for Vasilev just to blast it by him. I mean, it was a really, 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 really nice goal. Like even if the game had ended like that at 1-1, you know, that was like still like, yo, that was a sick-ass play, you know? Um, yeah, can I tell you something else too, which, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is incredible? You Even before the, the pass, uh, Duke was playing – Further back, because Iguain came in and they put Iguain kind of like the 10 up yeah. top and Duke dropped. So he had to play more of the box to box and he had to go defend. So on that play, he went, won a ball, turned, kicked it out to the left, and then filled the space. But it's a great play. And this guy doesn't get enough credit, is Iguain. Iguain, he is a little slower. He but I think he's he's getting in better form, better shape. In that particular play, Iguain turns, he saw Duke. And he took off to the corner to open the space. The center back, the center back had to decide whether to stay or to go. And he went with Higuain, took a couple of steps. That move opened the space for that pass. But even before that, even before that, Vasilev, the moment he saw Higuain take off, Vasilev, I don't know if they made eye contact or what, or they're in sync. Vasilev made that beautiful run right behind the guys. And Duke just put the perfect pass, and then we know he just whipped it. Indy just whipped it in there. It was a great, but but it was an all around great play. Even before that, it shows you know some good things are happening. And, and just to give uh, Iguain some props because uh, he takes a beating, which he deserves. He's the highest paid player. And, highest paid player and, in the league. No, no, he's a third now. He's a he's a third now. He's a third, he's a third, third now. I, okay, well, well he, at one point he was the highest in the league, which is I mean, absolutely not saying much, but still, it's it's a lot of. I'm sorry, like you come over here, there's expectations. People are going to be, you know, clamoring for some type of results, and when you don't produce, yeah, like you said, pro sports. You know, it's if you don't produce, sports. people are going to go hard on you. So cold blooded, yeah, cold blooded take there. But but that that's that's beautiful. The the whole play it was it was mm-hmm. all these movements to make that play happen. Yeah. So it was great. And then mm-hmm. I'm sorry to jump there, but in the second goal, uh, Emerson wasn't having a great game when he was passing the ball. He kept um, making bad passes. Rodriguez, every time he dribbled, he's dribbling great. They can't, one-on-one, they're not going to stop him. And yeah. once he, he gets more confident, he's going to be a show too. But in the second goal, he gets a pass back and he just taps it into the area and the ball goes beautifully over. And um, Campana could have been called for a foul. He did a little shove on the, hey, on the defender. But, but, <laughs> Prison but, rules, no. man. Prison rules. No blood, but no foul, man. I love it because... I love it because American refereeing tends to be a little bit soft sometimes. The guy let it go, which he should have. It was, mm-hmm. it was, you know, a little bump, a little, yeah. a little love, love tap. Ball fell in, and Indy whooped it. But I was, I was happy for Emerson because he, he had given two, three passes away. But in that play, he just spur the moment, put it in there beautifully, and we got the goal. So I, I, I called um, Duke. Um, Neville calls him the little gem. He said that in the press conference. And, and in the article I put, uh, I think Emerson, there's two little gems. And they're, they're okay. both small. They're both young, 20 and 21. And I think they have a high ceiling. So okay. that's why I'm high on the team. I, I, I think um, they're ascending. And Duke, in the, the, after the game, we went into the locker room. And he said that, I asked him, you know, how, is he, how, how does he feel? How is he, why is he playing so, so confident? 
And he said, oh, I'm getting time. I'm on the field. I'm gaining playing time. Mm-hmm. He's actually yeah. playing. You know, even in LAFC, he, he didn't get as much playing time as he's getting now. He's, and he's becoming very, very important. And his confidence is, is getting bigger and bigger. And he's confident, but he's a worker. I mean, that guy runs the field. He defends. Well, I want he, that, man. You're 20. You're young. Did you yeah, have my exactly. age? I want to see you out there doing all the stuff that he's we doing, can't he's do doing big, He's doing big things, man. We have yeah, a, a very man. young core. A very nice young core in, in Miami. That's why I, I'm high on them, and that's why at the beginning I didn't knock them because it's it's a young team mixed with some guys that yeah they're veterans, but a lot of guys coming in new yeah. also. So mm-hmm. you you have to. It's a, it's a big a lot of working parts. You for know, sure, it's not just sure. it's just not five on the side on the court. It's eleven, and and you know it's it's a lot of work needs yeah. to be, and, and it's happening now. I think. I think, and it's not being a homer because, um, as you know, I, I, I try to be pragmatic when I look at it. I try to see, I try to see what's there, not what I want to inject into it. And, and I think the team is starting to mesh. I think the older guys are, are stepping up. Uh, I, I, I think uh, Iguain, like I said before, is going to be important. Like in the clutch moment somewhere in, in, in a big game, he, he's going to be able to, yeah. to comfort well, Usually look, that's not where he does well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I, I still, I'm still giving him the benefit of the doubt. I, I, he's a player. I have yes, a, there, sorry. <laughs> he has a, he's a, has a big resume. So you know, he, he's been a little down, but yeah. I think he's 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 in better shape. I don't know if you guys seen him. He, so he's he's, playing, lost he's weight. running a little less. Yeah, he's running a little less. We're not <laughs> no, but he's yeah. in better shape. He's lost weight. <laughs> he looks like he's had. A, yeah. He's getting a better attitude. I mean, you don't see him throwing off his arms anymore. Oh like, yeah, doing that I so mean, often. Look, I, I I'll give him one thing. Mm-hmm. The guy has played at a high level for a long time. You know, he was a beast at Napoli. He had a great run mm-hmm. at Real Madrid. He had a horrible spell at Chelsea, but whatever. That's besides the point. But he had a good and run Juve. at uh, Juventus. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. on the international, like he's played top level. And it's hard, man. It's hard. Not everybody can come to a place where they see the quality of the game is not the same. And then you're frustrated because, like, what, what X was saying, there's 11 guys on the pitch, man. You, you yeah. can't go 1v11 one, one here. So you need – you're only as good as the sum of your parts here. And he's looking at it like, man, my parts right now aren't the level that I'm used to. Now, there's an ex, you know, there's an adjustment that needs to be made both mentally and physically that, you know, he's had a struggle with. But I think – Props to Neville putting him on the bench and not letting him because it was it was it was very very bad watching him out there since last mm-hmm. season and his body language was atrocious his just demeanor was just so soul soul sucking you know but anyway I uh, aside from that he, he's coming in and there's like super uh, super sub uh, setup that uh, Xavier mentions in his articles where he's coming in off the bench and he's providing just enough to get things going mm-hmm. now again I don't want to pay the third highest salary for that you know no. but. We're we're doing the best that we can right now because I'm looking at it like, look, we're 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 get, we're getting way more than we expected with Campana right now, you know. So it's kind of <laughs> offsetting, you know, the fact mm-hmm. that you know it kind of evens out from what we're paying and what we're, we're what our expectations was. But I want to go back to something you said earlier. Now you said that there's two other potential t- TAM for those that don't know is temporary allocation mm-hmm. money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, sir. Signings that you can do. This whole man st- structure of uh, Roster construction in MLS is so weird. Tam, bam, weird. Yeah. the DPs, all this <laughs> stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy. And um, but anyway, there's a couple of attempts. Now I've uh, I've been keeping pulse with what's going on at the rest in the rest of MLS. And man, there's other teams are making moves. You know, we're focused Big here. Time. We got mm-hmm. our blinders on. We're looking at Inter Miami. But most recently, um, mm-hmm. 
a team that a lot of people were hoping that we would aspire to be like in Atlanta United, right? A team that was, you know, picking up these young guys. I know Achilles is a big fan of the uh, the uh, Atlanta United system and team building Solid. system, you know, Solid. how they get these guys mm-hmm. that are just young, the Almirons, the Joseph Martinez, but they've also been able to fill in with a lot of other spots. They just signed a Mexican league goalie and a couple of uh, Liga MX guys that were pretty good on these temporary uh, free agent TAM signings and stuff like that. They still have a roster spot. Now we go across uh, the country to Los Angeles and you saw what LAFC just pulled off. You know what I mean? They got Giorgio Chiellini. I know he's old. He's 37, Mm -hmm. but he's, he's a defender guys. I think we're in a weird place right now where people are saying like, oh, 33, 34 is like way too old now for sports. Not anymore. But it's Mm -hmm. not. I feel like guys are playing longer now. The good ones, the ones that are are that age and are playing are still good. You know what I mean? And you're looking at, they just, they got Chiellini who's 37, but he's going to come in there. He can still bang with the best of them. You know what I'm saying? Um, They re-signed Carlos Vela, which was a surprise because there was talk that, you know, he was up until like just about a week ago. He was not, you know, close to resigning. Mm-hmm. He wanted to stay. He made his intentions clear that he wanted to stay in L.A., but they just couldn't come to an agreement. And then the bail news comes out. Gareth Bale, you know, big old G, big old I love to play golf more than I love Real Madrid. He goes out to LAFC <laughs> now, and they got their own little big three. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? They still have, I think, one DP spot left. So you're looking across. You know, you see what Atlanta's doing just north of us. You see what LAFC is pulling off over there. And props to LAFC because if you look back in the MLS history, all the guys that go to LA, it's usually the Galaxy. You know, your Beckhams, your yeah. your, uh, your um your Gerards, your who else uh, went out? Ibrahimovic. Here? Ibrahimovic. Um, Our boy Landon. La- yeah, Landon. Oh, God, there was yeah. there's another big one that went over there. Ashley Cole was uh was a guy who went out there too. Mm-hmm. Like they usually go to the Galaxy. You know, that's kind of the thing that happened. So props to LAFC to coming out there and saying, "Yo, hey." We're going to, you know, we ain't going to be fucked with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're, we're here mm-hmm. and we're going to we're going to impose our will and we're going to get a market share out of this. So they get Gareth Bale. But you look across the league, MLS, the quality is getting really good, man. The games, the players are better. It's a different challenge. Now, I don't know how Gareth Bale is going to, you know. And here's the thing, man. We've I tell this a lot to people who don't watch MLS. It's a much more physical game. You know, you're playing in the heat a lot more. You're playing in more severe weather. The travel, the tire, uh, the travel wear that players go through, having to go to play a game in Seattle, then having to go to the East Coast a few days later, then going back to, like, West Coast. That It's stuff that these guys aren't used to yeah. playing in these European leagues. You know, they, yeah, they it's very concentrated. Yeah, so there's a lot of different factors here, but I'm, I don't know. I like what Atlanta's doing. I, obviously, you like what uh, what these guys are doing out in the West. Oh, and by the way, I didn't even mention LAFC, first place in the league, first place in the West. They have the most points. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia and NYCFC, the defending champion, they're doing, you know, they got their system there. There's a lot of competition. So it's going to be hard for Miami to really, you know, stake their, their status as a team here because we're always rumored with every player, you know. Oh, Messi's yeah. uh, looking to go somewhere. They always throw him in an Inter-Miami shirt and everything. And Bappe is looking, you know, he doesn't know he's going to stay over in, in PSG. He might go to Miami. <laughs> Everybody who's anybody is always rumored to come here, but we haven't been able to pull off anybody yet, okay? Do we need, with one of these temporary uh, allocation money signings here, do we need somebody to really make a splash or 
Do we want something, you know, some quiet guy that we know that we can, you know, grow into something bigger and better? What do you think, Xavier? I, I mean, it's Miami. Bienvenido. We need to get somebody big. We need to make a little bit of a splash. We need yes. to, to have that, that. You fit in that. just nice here. Yeah, yeah no, you, you need to make a splash. Um, Campana has, has you know, he, he's doing great, but he needs a little bit of competition. Um, we do need another another winger, mm-hmm. probably. We But we definitely need another guy for Gregory. Help him out. Gregory is a walking yellow card. Yeah. And, that's not, and that's not a flashy signing because it's a defensive midfielder. But that's that he, he's the captain of the team. But those are the guys to steer the game, basically. You know, they, they, they're there aligning the defense. They connect to the to midfield, to the forwards. So his position is supremely important. Uh, we need somebody there to, just in case, you know, someone a little bit better than G. Malta. So Malta can play higher up. You know who I would suggest? You know who would be Ooh. great? And Who's he's that? playing. I think he's playing in Brazil. Another Brazilian. Okay. It would be perfect for this role. What about David Luiz? He's out wow. there. I think he's playing in Flamenco or something like that down in, in uh he's, he's a center back. He's 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 but, more uh, of a center back. He's a center back who was always up forward, and he used to drive me nuts with Chelsea because homeboy would just dip out there <laughs> and I'm like, get the fuck back. I'm screaming at him, you know. But he's you could he would definitely he has the motor, you know, he has the energy. I think he's still young enough. I don't know, maybe he's up there in age, but I think he's like the perfect guy for MLS and the perfect guy for us, a guy who could be a hybrid you know, pivot guy and center back if needed, you know, can obviously do free kicks. He's got a history of making some big clutch kicks, you know. And that'll really pissed off Orlando City because they get all the Brazilians. They get all the Brazilian guys, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'd be all for that. I think that's somebody there. Now, I don't know if that's on any of their radars and anything like that, but I think that'd be a guy who could fit. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Henderson, Henderson's been very uh, even keel with the signings. He hasn't gone Big time. I'm wondering if mm-hmm. he's just staying quiet and there's something brewing underneath. Uh, I would I would look for for another like guy that can score. You know, another another guy in the top or a, a winger that that's a goal scorer. Um, I I can't give you a name off the top of my head, but uh, I know in South America there's plenty plenty of guys um, that we can look to, and then we can get some of the guys like from Europe, like Andy. You know that are. Are not and also like Ampana that are good players, but are are, are not getting playing time because the, the teams are so deep and they're very young, so they uh, can come here and form. Speaking of South America, didn't uh, Columbus Crew just sign a, a Colombian kid? Cucho Hernandez, very very solid. I really like that signing. He's very young. He's a yeah. really good player, and he wants to be part of the process because Colombia's got to rebuild. Yeah, um, this last was was a disaster. They have to clean house. I don't know if they will. That's why they haven't. They didn't qualify because sometimes they don't do things the yeah. right way. But this kid is talented. He's very. Ta- he's a goal scorer and he's young. You know, I I I like that move and we need some somebody like that. I I put that out on Twitter. I I want uh, someone like that. You know, a young kid, but he's he's got a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, playing at a lot of games. I he's think played it was a lot of games. Yeah, I, even, look. even international games, even international yeah. games at all the levels. He, I think he's MLS. got some experience. I think MLS, what they really need to do is position themselves as above Liga MX and above South American leagues, but not try to think that they're like the European leagues. You know, they should be the premier destination for everybody on this side of the, of the world. You know what I'm saying? As, as yeah. the bridge to get to the other side. You know what I'm saying? 
that's where they could guys like the you know Colombian uh let's say like Colombian league stars some guys from the Brazilian league that are mm-hmm. like up and coming and stuff like that instead of playing there come and play in the states you know we have the connections in it and then make your move over there like if we position ourselves like that you know where we we you know we're not because tr- I feel like MLS sometimes just tries too hard to be like you know Europe you know what I'm saying Mm-hmm. Even with the team names and the, mm-hmm. you know, their whole imaging and branding and everything, I just like, nah, man, just if, be who you are, man. It's cool if you want to call yourself the Dallas Burn or the San Jose Clash or whatever, you know. Uh, I like, I like the Burn. I like you that. know, hey, I thought those are, I thought that was one of the cool things about you know the original MLS '96 back in the day. Um, but aside from that, if they just position themselves like, look, man, we're we're better than League MX. We're better than these, you know, South American leagues. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, there's going to be better teams, you know, like your river play and stuff like that. But is there I don't think there's a big difference if we were to get to that level from us and a team like, you know, River Plate or Boca Juniors or some of these big South American teams. You know what I'm saying? Like we could compete, essentially compete with it, you know, if we positioned ourselves appropriately. Now, going back to uh, David Luiz, he's 35. I don't just turned 35, just turned 35 uh, in April and he's playing in Flamenco. So it's out there, bro. Just saying that guy. Just uh, yeah, if, you're, if you're asking me, no, I'll, I'll pass. I'll pass. Hey, 53 ageism. games. Ageism, Xavier. Yeah. Come on, man. We just <laughs> talked about how these guys are good until the thir- mid-30s and late-30s, you know? Come on. He'd be great yeah, for but, us. But he's a, he's a center back. We got, obrigado. We got obrigado. Come on. We got, we got Mabika. We have Sailor. We got two young guys. We got Damian Lowe, the Jamaican king out there uh, sitting in the in the center back. <laughs> I, I think we got bigger needs, man. We got bigger needs. And, we'll just, and we'll go after one. Messi. I get it. Um, what about the Falcao rumors? I mean, are you pro or against Falcao? Is he just big name or does he still have something to play? I, I think he can still score here, but he's just like a stopgap. I, I, you know, he might be a year, two years at the most. I, I don't think so. He's often injured. I mean, I, I love the guy. He's a Colombian legend. You know, I, I cheer for him, but I wouldn't pick him either. I wouldn't pick him either. And and what you were talking about. You're not about, giving me anything I like here, Xavier. You I'm don't want any you, of the guys I'm that honest, I'm talking I'm about. A, you obviously have a Chelsea bias that you don't like. You know, I don't <laughs> no, I like Pol- Polish League's my guy. I, <laughs> I, I think I agree with what you're saying uh, with the MLS, but they need to position themselves. They have so much to choose from. South America, and then you guys are forgetting Central America and the Caribbean. There's a lot of good Caribbean players. There's a lot of good Asian players that for some reason I don't understand why there's not more. Um, there's a lot. We have Jamaican players, of course. They're, they're, Trinidad and Tobago, we've, we've had all these players here, but I think there, there's there's more. There's an opportunity for more. Why? Because these are this is a business at the end of the day, and you can get a good player at a reasonable price. Player develops, they sell them. That's yeah. that's To me, that's what MLS has been doing, and now they're they're keeping players. But but early on, they'd get players, develop them, and, and pass them on. Europe, but I, I think MLS has is missing the boat. South America, Central America, you know, Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador. Well, they, the they, teams that are winning, players. the teams that are winning, are doing it right. Like I said, you, you you look at who who's the defending MLS Cup champion, New York City FC. Who's their best player? Tati Castellanos. You know that guy's good pickup. Legit. Great pickup. They got him from Argentina. He's gone in there, and he's he's been rumored to go for like thirty something million to one of these European clubs now. So you know, that's just, what we need. That's that's up. what we need. That's what we need. And I think, and they're and playing I in a hope. baseball stadium up there in New York City, which is offensive to to the sport. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> the fact that they have so much money that they could play in a baseball stadium while the rest of us have to, you know, move 
heaven and earth over here to build a stadium somewhere. You know, it's just crazy. Bro. Why is that allowed? Why is that even allowed? Because they it, got it, all that. That's it's city NYC. Money. It's NYC, and but at least look, they have a little banner, you know, from the championship. Everybody makes fun of that. When but when that, we win, when Miami wins there first, we'll have a bigger banner. Yeah, yeah. With, with Cafe Bustelo on it. That's what's up, bro. <laughs> we need some more of that. All right. I'm, I'm gonna right, think bro. of a name to give you before the before before I'm off. I'm gonna think of a name of somebody that I've hey, seen because I've but, seen a couple of good guys. Right. You know what, Xavier? You're you're 100 right about teams needing to look in other places like the Caribbean, Central America, and that stuff. Like, so much talent, dude, so much talent there. At at one point, I think last season there was a player on Barcelona and on Real Madrid from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. They're, they're, and you, you see how well they're doing in the, the U20s. There's Rami. a lot of talent there. There's a lot of talent there. I, I saw a game years ago um, at Hard Rock. It was, it was Spain versus Haiti. It was a friendly, friendly yeah. match. And, and I was impressed with Haiti. I was impressed with three guys. I can't remember the names now. This was like 10 years ago, I think. I don't remember. No. But, but I saw three guys that I said, man, these guys are playing uh, at a high, high level. And I've never heard of them. You know, they, they, they were yeah. impressive to me against the, the national, the Spaniard team when, when they were very, very good. So I think, I'm not saying there's vast amounts of players, but there's gems all over the place. And yeah. I think it's good business to have an eye down here and, and look for those players, especially in this community. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I used to be a big fan of the Copa Latina years ago. When Haiti was in the finals, uh, that was super packed. I mean, you couldn't sit anywhere. It's a... It's a community yeah. that really follows their soccer and, and it really loves it. Uh, Jamaica, I mean, there's a lot of talent. And in South America, we're just, we always think about Brazil, Colombia, you know, Argentina, obviously. But, I mean, Chile is very good, but there, there's, there's talent everywhere down there. There's yeah. talent everywhere. Anywhere you want to look, Bolivia. You remember El Diablo Echeverri? I mean, there's, there's so much yeah. talent right here, and I think at a good price. Yeah. So I think MLS is missing the, the boat. As far as I don't know if it's the scouting, I, I don't know what it is. I think I I think it's they're missing the boat, but I think it's very selective. I think the majority of the teams are because they're scrambling, right? Because mm-hmm. that goes to another problem, which is there's too many teams. I'm sorry, there's just way too many teams, and there's still more teams to come. You know, MLS is humongous. Yeah. I mean, there's way way too much. There's no but all the more for reason to spread out, spread out the no scouting in all the different countries, bro. Yeah, no regulation, relegation, no relegation. There's like no, yeah, yeah, there's no relegation. There's nothing there, so there's no incentive to not do bad. You know what I mean? So these teams are just, some of these teams are just, unfortunately, they're just bank accounts for billionaire owners. You know, they're just a way to just, you know, yeah. have some money. They're little investments and stuff, but they're not putting in the the effort to really build something or or take the game and their team and their brand to another level. Unfortunately, no um, thirst for glory. Exactly. So. Anyway, uh, all right. I want to put a little pause on the soccer talk here. That was a that was that was some good, authentic soccer talk there. We haven't had yeah, that man. in a while. You know, I like this. Yeah, dude. You got to come back on more. We need more of this. Uh, anytime, dude. Anytime. Awesome. And, and and if you don't oh. mind, I'll stick around for your. I'll just listen to your basketball. Oh no stuff. no yeah yeah yeah. I was gonna ask you if you if you got time here. Well, I wanted to you know go on um go on a little NBA talk here. All right. So we talked about you know this Kyrie situation, opting for thirty seven yeah. million. Um, I know you brought up uh, Westbrook being a phony in the Lakers here, but you know what I found out? Westbrook played with LeBron and Anthony Davis. You know how many games in total they played the three of them together last season? Um, Twenty games. <laughs> Twenty-one games. I mean, I feel look out of eighty-two. Yeah, I've look. Mm-hmm. I I'm obviously a Westbrook apologist most of the time, 
this season, this past season was just bad, but everybody sucks so bad on that team. You know what I mean? They were yeah. the biggest, uh, biggest phonies, biggest disappointment. Um, but with that being said, though, I, I, I was shocked to find out it was only 21 games that they played. And I feel like the guy who's been the biggest funnel for all the criticism was the guy who played the most games, you know, Westbrook, because he was the only one that didn't get injured. LeBron missed a bunch of time. Anthony mm-hmm. Davis was out most of the season. Um, you know, we focused a lot of our anger on the one guy who had the one ability that you want the most in in any player in sports. It's availability. You know, the guy who was there mm-hmm. sticking up and playing and taking all the heat he was just playing with a bunch of scrubs most of the time. And he wasn't a good team and just it didn't fit in. I don't think L.A. is the place for him. Now, with that being said, maybe next season Anthony Davis plays 80 games, LeBron plays 80 games and Westbrook plays 80 games. And, you know, they're a top three seed in the West. Who knows? That can that could very easily happen, you know, but I was just surprised about that, that, that number there. But I, I did want to talk about was, you know, this, this net situation a couple of days ago, right. The nets were on the verge of a complete and total rebuild. There was talks yeah. going around that they were either going to keep Kyrie and KD or they were both going to be gone, that there was no in between yeah. that there was no, we're keeping one and not the other, that it's all or nothing. And the way it was looking was like, well, Kyrie's out there. You know, he's looking for a, a sign and trade. He wants to sign a big deal and do this because the teams that can't afford him are not the teams that he wants to go to. He put out the list of the teams that he wanted to play for, uh, of course, which I thought was fascinating. Did you see the list of the teams that he put out? Did any of you guys catch the list? Oh, bro, it was. It I was know more. Miami was on there. Yeah. yeah. Miami was on there. The Lakers were on there. But did you see what team was on there as well that really just left me scratching my head? The Philadelphia no. 76ers. Oh. What, are they going to train him for James Harden? Bring him back and swap him back? Like, come on, dude. Are you kidding me? Like, what the hell is going on? Like, it makes no sense. It makes no, no sense, this whole basketball situation. Like, NBA world is upside down. Bro, right it's trash right now. Um, but there was talks about him coming to the Heat, maybe, if, if we would be interested in something like that. And that's where I kind of want to take a pause right now. I want to talk about the heat dynamic in this situation and that potential equation, even though right now it looks like he's, you know, obviously he's opted into his players uh, uh, option, 37 million, unless there's some type of sign and trade here that the heat would go after here, but then they'd have to, you know, sign a bigger deal. And I don't don't think the heat are going to make something happen here with this, but real talk here. If you were to get a healthy Kyrie who would play most of the games, because that's the other part here, he doesn't play any games because obviously the vaccine issue last season and, mm-hmm. you know, he has an injury status uh, or history. Would you have been open to uh, Kyrie on the heat here, Gus? What do you think? So you're, you're offering me an imaginary player that doesn't exist. Okay. So that's, I mean, what, what kind of question is that, bro? I mean, that does not exist. So why even entertain it? Of course, if there was a player like Kyrie Irving that had his skill level that wasn't a freaking dumbass and wanted to play basketball, <laughs> of course I would want him on the Miami Heat. The, the guy is awesome, but that's not who he is. That's not who he will ever be. So I don't okay. want him. I wouldn't what, want him to come to Miami. What if you had? Uh, what if you had Kyrie playing on the Heat, right? But and I could guarantee you healthy. I could guarantee you he's going to play a full <laughs> eighty-two. But uh-huh. I can't guarantee you the mental status of him where, where he's going to be out doing the saging the, the court before the game or, or saying some weird stuff about flat earth or whatever post game. Like I can't guarantee you that, but I can guarantee you he's going to give you 80 games at least this season. Would you take that Gus? I mean, I, I honestly don't mind him being weird, you know? Yeah. I, I don't mind that. It's, it's, 
when the when the weirdness starts affecting the locker room or actually you know games being played, yeah. you know him him actually playing in games, that's when it affects the the team. You know what I mean? So if he's gonna play all all the games and it won't affect how he plays, it won't affect his teammates, the locker room, and all that stuff. Yeah. Then sure, be a be a flat earther. I don't care. <laughs> By uh, the way, I'm, shout out to uh, Sandy Alcantara's uh, distant cousin from the Philippines here. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. nice. Thanks for hanging out with us, uh, let, let, Vincelu. Let, can I tell you something? Um, yeah, yeah. When you're talking about Kyrie, uh, he was with the Boston Celtics, a very very solid team, a team very similar to the Miami Heat as, as yeah. far as the style of play. And they, they, you could venture to say they had a, a little more talent, obviously. And he didn't do much. He didn't get along. Uh, it, the dynamic didn't work. He's yeah. a great, he's a great uh, talent. He's, he's been a great promise. Uh, he did great when they won the championship with Cleveland. After that, mm-hmm. I think he's, he's, he's gone down a little bit. But you, the NBA, the, the now, the new NBA, you cannot separate the player's talent from the personality, from the mental. Yeah. I mean, we, we yeah. see how much... It affects the team. It's only 15 players on the roster, right? I mean, unless it's been expanded, five on the court. And one guy missing, a superstar not there, it makes makes a big difference. Sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I just got to give a point to Achilles chairman in here. My star fucker <laughs> sense is tingling. Everyone must be talking heat off season moves. Uh, yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch, he's good. Um, I agree, I agree. I think there is a – basketball is mm-hmm. – Basketball now is a player-run sport. You know, players are more and more the and by design too. Yeah, by, yeah. by design because the NBA purposefully, you know, did a good job of making sure that the the players were uh, the stars, the, the, the forefront of what the league is. Not, yeah. not the yeah, team player logo. Player empowerment not... is at an all-time high. Yeah, exactly. Um, player empowerment is at an all-time high, and I I agree. He had. I think the, to put it nicely. Kyrie Irving is like a delicate flower. If you just, it, it, you need the right amount of water and, and sunshine and you got to talk <laughs> to it and you got to say all these things. And unfortunately we got this thing called heat culture down here where yeah. you got to have a certain body fat uh, percentage that you have to be under. There's a regimen that you have to do. I don't think he would fit in here at all. Unfortunately. Nope. Has- Haslam will take him under his wing. He'll show I, him the ropes. You know, I'd like <laughs> to think that Haslam would, but even that. Give him I a just, knuckle sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, you know what Kyrie Irving would do? He'll be like, oh, Haslam, do, is that aluminum in your in your deodorant? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, me. like no. no I'll tell you. It's just, I think it's too much. I think it's too much. Uh, the interesting option that I was, like, considering here, that I think Is, the Heat would have been more more uh, after was the KD option here. Yeah. If, the, if, that, if that Nets team had, you know, disbanded and they mm-hmm. were, you know, looking to go elsewhere, I think that I, I have a feeling the Heat would have been some serious players for, for KD here that they would have really gone out. And I'm at a point now where with this roster that we have, the only person that I think is untouchable on the Heat to me is just Jimmy Butler right now. Everybody else mm-hmm. to me is is available for the right price for the right deal. I'm not saying I'm gonna trade, you know, James Harden for Tyler Hero anymore. Okay, I'm not saying that. <laughs> James who? Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have to, James Brown. There you go. I'm not. I'd rather. The I'd rather. I'd, I'd rather keep. <laughs> I'd rather keep Tyler Hero in this in that case. But 
with that being said, though, hey, any package that you wanted for anything that we had for a guy like KD was on the table for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, it's still just been one day since Kyrie opted in. All it's still a long time. They can, they the can still start. trade him. Yeah, they can, they can still, still they can still trade him. They can still sign a trade because mm-hmm. technically he's on an expiring contract. He's a one year, mm-hmm. thirty seven million. So he's a valuable commodity for somebody. You know, yeah. the problem is that you either trade him and keep him and you know use him for a one year run, or you trade him, sign oh. him, and then give him some prospects. Whatever the case is, there's still some type of trade value here for him. Yeah. So. We'll see what the Nets do. And if there's a trade value for him, that means that maybe KD is on the market. So there's a long time before the season starts, you know, until now. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll keep tabs on that. But I thought a, an interesting move that happened today that a lot of people kind of just brushed under the rug a little bit was how about the other team in Los Angeles? The other, you know, big two, some turning into maybe a big three now with uh, the Clippers. I don't know if you saw this. The Rockets. Rockets yeah. uh, did a buyout with uh, John Wall. Mm-hmm. Now, John Wall, I, I I looked this up and I did the numbers here. They have I, I'm calling it the DNP Big Three, the, yeah. the DNP Big Three here for uh, for the Clippers here because I did the numbers here. Kawhi, since he got to the Clippers, okay, has missed 125 games and he's played in 133 since wow. he's been on the Clippers. So you know, 50 percent. That's Kyrie guy. territory. Exactly. Uh, Paul George, right, hasn't played more than 54 games in a season since he joined the Clippers, and I think he only played like 30 last season. All right. John Wall has only played 40 games in the last three seasons, okay? Now, nice. that part of that, part of the John Wall was because they, they just didn't want to play him, so they were looking yeah. to trade him last season, so that's 80-something games right there. Um, and then there was the injury and the return from the injury. But I think I've ate more pizzas than that. <laughs> <laughs> games that he's played. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Hey, look, John Wall is still produce when healthy his last healthy season when he was at the beginning after the mm-hmm. he got traded to the rockets from from uh from the wizards for for westbrook he uh he was putting up 20 something points per game like eight assists and i forget how many rebounds he could still produce he's a guy that can put up numbers um i don't know what his attitude and you know mm-hmm. his dynamic is he's not on the same level as like trouble as like Kyrie is you know is perceived so i think a guy like you know, John Wall going over there, if healthy. Again, then we're going back to the DNP big three here. If they're all healthy, I think that's a solid three right there for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if, if, I don't know when uh, Kawhi is ever going to come back. Like, that guy's just out there shooting New Balance commercials, which, by the way, his shoes are pretty dope. I got to hand it to him. I like the colors. I like the style of it. I've, <laughs> I've been seen impressed. Them. They're not bad. They're not bad. But... I don't know. I was I was really thrown. I, I was blown away by the number of games those guys have missed, you know. But yet the Clippers are still there. Like they could mm-hmm. be a factor next season, you know. And it could be hard times for some other teams here. What do you think about the Clippers in this new uh, potential big three here? Now he hasn't signed with the Clippers. He's expected to sign with the Clippers. Apparently, other teams are showing interest as well, and they're trying to go after him. You know, which is different than Kyrie. Kyrie wasn't getting any interest from anybody, but. It is something to to monitor. Then, what do you think about uh, the Clippers being a factor again next season if uh, if this happens? Man, I don't I don't think that's gonna happen, bro. <laughs> Those guys, they're they're just they're cursed at this point, man. You can't yeah. not play <laughs> that many games in consecutive seasons and then just come together and mesh that quickly. Okay. You know, if and they're not on the right side of you know thirty three, where they can take a couple of seasons to build and mesh together. So I, I feel like they're trying to just put all their cards 
or all their their you know eggs in one basket and see see if that works out for them. But it's a long shot, in my opinion. John Wall, he he was a name that was mentioned for the Heat um, in a situation yeah. like this, also. So I mean, we, we might be there on the back burner. That, that would be a surprise, and that would be a, a, a nice pickup for us. Uh, he he's still a, a decent player. I mean, I could roll with a John Wall down here for as an I, upgrade I, over Kyle Lowry or somebody like that. Yeah, it's a shame because Kyle, if if he gets in shape, I mean, Kyle's a very solid player. When he was playing at his best during the season, the team was moving oh, yeah. the ball, was doing great. They were playing their best basketball. Just yeah. the injuries, the injuries. And so. he's a great defender. Yeah, he's he's a good leader too. They have yeah. a good teammate. The Heat, the Heat. I think the Heat. Um, they could have gone somewhere. I think they would have given him a better shot uh, against Golden mm-hmm. State than than, <laughs> than Boston. But yeah. I, I thought Boston was a bad matchup for the Heat. For some reason, they always match up. Uh, and 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 Spolstra never goes big with them. And, and I think that's how they beat us. They they have their bigs beat us. You know, I I think we need it, but we don't have so many big guys. That's I I definitely think we needed some more bodies, and I and again I don't want to rehash you know <laughs> old uh, an old argument again, but yeah, old wounds here. But you know, I was I, I was not impressed, and I was not happy with the level of play that I got from a certain big guy that was supposed to be our star. You know what I mean? Um, he saw Bam. He, I, I mean, exactly. He came off soft. He came off real soft in the playoffs, and that's not what I want. That's not what I expected. That's not what I was. You know, I was shocked. And he's so, so talented. And I I don't think he knows. I'm a big guy of sports psychology, like in any sport. I'm the Miami sports therapist. We're we're, we're all, you know, we're human. And I think some of these guys, like, especially Bam, there, he's, he seems like to be a real nice, humble guy. He's not like a dog, you know? And and I think that he doesn't realize that he's really, really talented. He's quicker than I would say at least eighty percent of the big guys mm-hmm. in the league. So he oh, yeah. he can take him. He can take him in, and, and then he does his little fades outside. So I I would love for someone to work with him. You know, pump him up a little bit and and get him to go. Yeah, to man, go his forward. skill set. His skill set is incredible. Um, but he needs to go to Hakeem. He needs to go to Hakeem camp, bro. Dude, but see, that's the difference. Look, you know who went to Hakeem's camp? You know who learned how to do play? You know who learned his post moves in from Hakeem Olajuwon personally? Kobe. Kobe, baby. Yeah. That's, that's it. But they don't make them like that. They don't make guys like that. And, it's, and, it's a very small field. And again, going back to Haslam taking him under his wing stuff, Haslam's been there mm-hmm. since day one with Bam, and, and he's still not there. Like, you know, there's some guys just, it's 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 ingrained here. The switch turns mm-hmm. on. They they want to to elevate and go to another level. And and nothing against Bam. He's a great guy, great everything, you know. But to to be that, mm, you got to just take it up one notch. You got to be hungry. You got to want it just a little bit more. And I don't know if he's there. Hakeem, Hakeem and Kobe, what do they have in common? They both played soccer. That helped yeah. them with their uh-huh. moves, man. That helped uh-huh. them with their low post moves, man. Yeah, That's a good point. Good point, that, bro. That, that's why we Jimmy Butler is a, we a good in the post, too. Out there. We got mm-hmm. to invite Bam out to play a little bit of soccer. And then, you know, we'll get a little dog in him. Yeah, hey, Tyler Hero was at the game. Did you? Did he? Nice. Uh, there was a, there was a few there was a few celebrities right. out there, man. Tyler Hero. He, he was rubbed there, off. Stephen. He rubbed off his six man onto onto Duke. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Tyler Hero was there. Uh, Zach Steffen was there, the goalie for Man City, U.S. Men's mm-hmm. National Team goalie, and Timothy Weah was there as well too, man. Yes, so yes. They were out there yeah. watching their boy DeAndre Yedlin, man. Um, going back to Kawhi, thirty. He'll be thirty-two tomorrow. Still Happy young. early birthday. He's very young. young. 
Happy happy early birthday to Col- to the Claw and uh, PG just That's, turned thirty two. Tomorrow, play his laugh. Birthday. You have his tomorrow. laugh recorded. Play his laugh. There <laughs> 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 you go. We got uh we got Kawhi uh turning thirty two tomorrow. PG, uh, let me check John. But but today, Edwin, today on this day. Oh. Uh oh. In eight what? in eighteen ninety seven. Oh God! England, oh, wow. <laughs> England, I hate these. England's Blanche Bingley Hilliard wins her fourth Wimbledon title, beating Charlotte Hooper, five seven seven five and six two. And you know who else? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Sorry, it was a premature nuggy there. Go ahead. No, that's good. And also, <laughs> hey, Serena got eliminated today on day one. Yeah, bro. bro. That was oh. sad. Yeah. It's the first uh, time John she's Wall. been eliminated. Where is it? This is the first time Serena's been eliminated in the, uh, only the third time that she's been eliminated in the in um in the first round. Yeah. I mean, she's she's still recovering. She's still yeah. again, she's the greatest athlete. You know, male or female, just the greatest athlete of her generation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Most accomplished, most everything. For sure. By the way, John Wall fits in perfectly. He's turning 32 in September. I mean, the DMP 32 right here for Big Three is, yeah. uh, is, is on point and ready. Um, let's see something to keep an eye on there. But how about that, though? Good stuff, I got another. Man. I got another. Give it to me. Give it to me. What do we got? Rafa Nadal. Ooh. Yeah. Earned his 306th major win, matching Martina Navratilova. Navratilova. Wow. There you go. For the fourth most in any player in history. Mm. Look at that. Yes. That means that before today, he was 305, baby. <laughs> how, old is, uh, how old is Rafa? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. 30-something. 36. Look at that. Still, still in great just shape, turned, too. Just turned 36 uh, th- this month. So yeah, that's phenomenal. And again, bro, this is... We're in another age of athletes here, bro. The guys that don't yeah. get, you know, there's certain guys. Some guys, you know, fall off that cliff real mm-hmm. quick, you know. But uh, but in other in other sports, it's just impressive, bro. Rafa Edwin. and yeah, Edwin or Xavier. I got a, a little uh, trivia for you. Who has the oh. most the most wins in majors all time? In in what? In tennis. Tennis majors. Yeah. Not tennis, not major tournament wins, like most. Yeah, just wins, wins in the majors. Yeah. Um, is it male or female? It's male. Um, oof, still playing or no? Mm, I'm not gonna give you that one. Ah, uh, so on, that bro. means that means yes. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Who's who's the current? Uh... It's got. I think it's Joker. I think he's played the most. No. Final answer. I'll go with Joker. Okay. Xavier, who you got? Who you got? The first person that comes to mind. Let's go. <laughs> um, Jimmy Connors. <laughs> Jimmy Connors. <laughs> okay. Who's right, got an- it? The answer is Roger Federer, bro. Come on. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. Was my bro. Next that was too easy. That was my next answer. That was my yeah. Next answer. I was, I- That's why when you ask me if, if he's currently playing or not, I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, sometimes. He's on sometimes. the line. Yeah. Oh, Federer, man. That's I should have known that. I should have known that. Best smelling dude ever. Um, what? <laughs> That's a spicy nugget. Yeah, hey, bro. I tell you, I, I stood next to him at the uh, at the Ericsson, and I was just like, I'm "Like, wow, you are ravishing, unbelievable!" Right before he went up on stage uh, to do his uh, press conference. Anyway, nice. Um, bro, that was a good show, man. Gus, you got any more um, little nuggies for us or anything before we go? 
Oh yeah, I got a I got a nice one. Okay, give me. Are you ready? Hit the hit the thing. Hit the thing for me. Hit the thing. Yeah. Where's the thing? Here it is. All right, I'll hit it. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right all right all right on this day ah. in in 2009 oh okay mariano mariano rivera recorded his 500th career save wow. in, against the mets he's just one of two pitchers to reach that milestone and i know the other in this okay go what is it in the is same ever often no oh okay i don't know oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna I was gonna say former marlin yeah, yeah. All right, many cool. great players we gave away. Ah, no, no, I'm okay with giving away Hoffman. We got Chef out of it and a World Series. We're good. That was a solid trade. That's true. That, that one's true. fine. I, I, that I'm, one's I'm fine. on board with that. I, but in the same game, Edwin. Uh huh. The same game where he got his 500th win. Oh, what happened? Oh, I think he lost connection. We lost, we lost he doesn't. Him. He doesn't agree with your take. He didn't <laughs> like it. I was. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in the same game, in the ninth inning with the uh. With the he he uh, he was walked with the bases loaded, or he was uh-huh. on third base. I think I don't know. It was a bases loaded walk that drove in uh, only RBA. Hold on, hold on. I couldn't hear anything you said. You broke up. What? He recorded his only career RBI in the same game. Who? Rivera Mariano. Oh, Rivera. really? He batted. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Okay, that's a nice mm-hmm. little nuggie right there. That's a good one. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you a point for that one, Gus. Thank you. <laughs> all right, I feel like I, I last will... one. Give me, give me another one. Right. Your boy Shohei Otani Ooh. drove in eight runs. Oh, yeah. yeah, when they in uh, in the Tuesday game against the Royals. Wow, a few days ago. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that the Angels still lost the game. Otani <laughs> is the only player in Major League Baseball history to drive in eight or more runs while his team never held a lead. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> never held the lead, wow. dude. Bro, Angels, oh, the, the, man. The Angel memes are 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 borderline getting to Cowboy status memes. Oh like, yes, it's, it's getting there. Um, let me I'm, see. I'm Do I still? The, huh? the Angels going to pit? Yeah. <laughs> oh no! In the pit. Oh, Sorry, Angels. I think I sent you this one. It says every time I see the Angels highlight, it's like Mike Trout hit three home runs and raises <laughs> average to five twenty eight, while Shohei Otani did something that hasn't been done since Tungsten Arm O'Doyle in the nineteen twenty one anchor groomsman as the Tigers defeated <laughs> the Angels eight to three. That's the best, dude. It's oh. so bad. Oh man, it's so so bad. But we'll see. Um, the Angels are in town on Monday and Tuesday. It's going to be a good time. All right, we got we'll guaranteed dubs for the Marlins. Yeah. Watch. Of course, the Marlins are going to lose. Um, <laughs> I but I hear there might Slump be. Slump busters, bro. Slump busters. I think on Monday, if all goes well, it'll be Sandy taking on Thor as the pitching Ooh. matchup. I don't know if Shohei's going to pitch any of those two days. I don't know if, there is, if his spot falls on those two days. I got to look. But I think I read somewhere that it might be Thor, who's now with the Angels, uh, mm-hmm. against Sandy, which will be a great pitching matchup. Um, so it'll be a good time. I know those days I'm going to get try to get there extra early and uh, taking a little BP and, and whatnot. Uh, but anyway, All right. I think that's uh, – oh, I, I have I have one. 
Yeah. How about uh, 24 years ago? Hell in the Cell, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mick Foley, 24 years ago. I remember watching it just being like. Nice. Well, so which, which one of his characters was he? Oh, he was Mick Foley. Cell? He was, Mick it was Foley. just Mick Foley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or actually, no, it was Mankind. Sorry. It, it was, was mankind. mankind. Yeah, it was Mankind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Mankind and against The Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. The yeah. most brutal, the most he won, amazing. Right? Uh, no, Undertaker, Undertaker won. Undertaker? Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. Undertaker threw him off the cage. He fell I, through. Yeah, like, I remember crack, all that I don't shit. know what. They didn't, then he blood. did a pile driver into the thumbtacks. Then he oh, like man. created a hole in his bottom of his lip. Uh, he lost a tooth, and it got stuck in his nose. Oh, uh, my God. Then they went back up to the top with a separated shoulder. He went back up to the top of the roof where he got choke slammed, went through the roof and onto the thing. Like the guy should have died at least three times, like at least three times, yeah. three near death experiences. Those he guys out don't there. make enough money, bro. Bro, no, they, they well they don't. But he's that was the most phenomenal match. Yeah. And uh, I think I was watching Stone Cold. Um, yeah, I was I was watching Stone Cold's uh, podcast. The uh, Mm-hmm. Broken Skull Sessions on Peacock. Great show, by the way. And uh, he had Kane on. And they were talking about how people forget that they were the match, the heavyweight match for the championship that came after Hell in a Cell. Oh, so shit. all everyone talks about, he's like, how the hell were we going to up what they just <laughs> did? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So he was always talking about, like, it's unbelievable, you know, that everybody forgets that you and I had a, a title fight right after that incredible match. So, uh, so it was... Stone Cold and the mayor of some town in Tennessee. Yep. Right? <laughs> yep. Yep. That'll yep. never cease to surprise me. Dude. Yeah, bro. Uh, hey, uh, shout out to the Colorado Avalanche for stopping the three peat. Yeah, man. Good job. They poof, they murked them, dude. What four one? Yeah. No four two. Four two. Four two. So That's I mean, it's, true, and bro. it's weird. I, I kind of wish they both could have lost, but yeah. you know, I don't really beef with the Avalanche, so I don't oh, know. No, you gotta. We have we haven't uh, what's it called? We haven't exercised those demons, bro. Oh, unfinished business, nineteen ninety six. That's oh. right. Yeah, let's get the guys, let's get the game back together. Yeah, yeah, I'm over the, it. The, the beezer, baby. The beezer, heck yeah, bro. Uh, nah, I'm over it. I'm not I'm not upset <laughs> about that one. Good for them. I thought their uniforms yeah. were nice. I thought they did it. Good job. Uh, Achilles doesn't like it. Anyway, um, we'll be back next week. I'll be I'll be out, but you guys will be here. Um. You can get Xavier to fill in. Did a great job. Shout out yeah, to him. Man. I was hoping he'd hop back on, but I guess uh, his phone ran out of battery. Oh, that's what he said. Yeah. Oh. How do you tell you if his phone's dead? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but he sent us an email. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't gotten an email there. Uh, <laughs> but shout out to him. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at xglavos. Uh, check out all of his work. He really does a good job of. Uh, of of telling the story of what's happening at these inner miami games he does a really good yeah, job man. you can check out his work at lemoncitylive.com uh there should be a new first pitch 305 podcast in the works this week so stay tuned for that releasing uh, a little later this week and other than that man big thank you to everybody big thank you to everybody participating in the chat if you're still listening on the podcast make sure to subscribe hit the like button share tell your peoples and uh we'll be back shout out Shout out to our homie Inselu from the Philippines, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Sandy's uh, cousin. Thank you so much for hanging yeah. out with us. Uh, and uh, we'll be back, man. Have a great rest of your week, and uh, talk to you soon.
wrote a song about it. Like the kid, here go. Live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads. 